3: Rust. Well, if it isn't the Star-Spangled Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland!
2: Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders! Sprinkle some of that pixie dust around... Think your happiest thought and fly away to Neverland with me, your Spider Pan Jeremy, and of course we are not flying alone because with us we have the Lost Boy Eric. I'm,
1: I'm thinking of that happiest thought. I'm thinking of my happiest thought. I'm thinking of my happiest thought. Oh, here I am.
2: <laughs> you think you can, you think you can, and then, and then you did. <laughs> Uh, I have all these fun buttons here, and I, I was forgetting I should have pushed them. Uh, what do you think about that, Chewie? Yeah, I know. I, I should have used buttons. I should be using a button right now for a little bit of background noise, but that's okay. Uh, but we're having a great time here today, because because uh, I really need to. I've had a very, very busy weekend of working on two different film productions for school, Uh, Very stressful, very busy, so I am, oh my goodness, I am glad to just take a moment to just fly away today.
0: I'll
2: bet you are. Oh, but we got a great show today, because Tammy Tucky, which we've had on the show Mm -hmm. back in October has an album coming out brand new album and she's recorded some songs from Walt Disney world and we're going to talk to her. And I tell you what, I'm not really doing much editing for the conversation because we just get to chatting. Uh, She's very super nice and loves to talk. And so she's a lot of fun and she's just adorable. Y'all are going to love her. If you didn't get to hear from her before in October, you're going to enjoy her. Now you can also hear her. uh, I think she's now gone more of a monthly schedule, but there's lots of episodes of Tierra talk for you to listen to so that's her podcast it's a lot of fun she gets a lot of guests in there great little show and she is just delightful you're gonna love it uh but of course uh you've got some interesting things to share with us as well i hear well um i just got
1: back from spending a uh several days in southern utah where i got to see some wonderful beautiful scenery with uh zion national park and snow canyon i'll tell you being cooped up in a car with kids for Eight hours each direction really uh, gives you a, a chance to want to get out and uh, you know, get out of
2: the car as quickly as possible. Oh, are you
1: talking think... about the <laughs> other thing that? Uh,
2: <laughs> well, yeah, you had some exciting news coming up this for this I, weekend. I, I do. Um, my, uh, uh, <laughs> my birthday
1: is coming up here, and um, <laughs> my wife has uh, surprised me with a. Uh, little getaway uh, this upcoming weekend to um, some sort of, um, I don't know if you'd call it a magic kingdom or not, but, uh, you know, it's someplace I've never been. Kind of looking forward to it.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. And, of course, you'll probably be bringing us some fun audio and fun stories of what you do. You know it. Yeah, so that also means that you won't be with us next week, unless uh, we record before you leave or something. Uh, It's possible, but... uh, It's possible. You never know. (laughs) You never know. Magic happens. That it does. That it does. I'm having fun with my soundboard. (laughs) So, but uh, we've got some news to get to, so I figure we should get right after it.
0: the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland.
2: There, I guess we'll just have that in the background. That's usually what we use in the opening of the show, but that's okay. This is good for background from music because we've got some fun stuff going on in the Disney parks, and we definitely have to get into it. I mean, uh, for one, do you like pizza? I bet you like pizza. I
1: love pizza pizza. Now, uh, I've got kind of a love-hate uh, relationship with it when it comes to Disney pizza, though.
2: Well, hopefully you're going to be able to love some of this pizza. This, uh, I mean, it's it's not necessarily something new, but Red Rocket's Pizza Port over in Disneyland has been there for, I'm sure, a good long time. Have you ever eaten uh, there? Yeah, I've eaten there several times, and uh, Red Rocket's Pizza Port is actually the
1: former home of mission to mars and uh the the and, and i'm forgetting the name of the moon version of it but yes it used to be an attraction at disneyland uh with the introduction of tomorrowland 1998 uh they uh, retrofitted it and uh, rethemed it and turned it into a restaurant to celebrate uh the rocket rod so that red's rockets pizza port would be nearby um they serve uh, pizza, they serve pasta. You know, if it's a hot day out in Disneyland Park and you need to go and just get a glass of water, you can walk in, grab a cup, fill it up with ice water, and you can walk right on out of there without having to, you know, without being stopped, I'll tell you.
2: Um, but, well, April 13th, uh, they're about to get invaded by Little Green Men. Oh. Yeah. So uh, I think your pizza flavors, if you have some favorites there, uh, they might be a little different. You know, because with the whole Pixar celebration going on from April 13th to September 3rd with Pixar Fest, things are going to change up a little bit. And the little green men, our little favorite aliens, are bringing some specialty home planet pepperonia with some kind of a special pepperoni that's going to be topped with some green peppers and mushrooms. There's also going to be a cheeseburger pizza. That sounds very American to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this is going to have some ketchup, yellow mustard, and pizza sauce on a sesame seed crust, topped with cheese, caramelized onions, diced tomatoes, slider patties, and a house-made burger sauce. Oh, and pickles. Maybe that's the weird part of the pizza, putting pickles on it.
1: (laughs) It could be. Now, I have to wonder, though, if they're going to
2: decorate it with a claw. (laughs) Well, you know, if you put the peppers on in just the right way... It might look like a claw. So, the funny thing is, like, okay, so when I, when I heard about this on the Disney Parks blog, and they're like, oh, Pizza Planet, because they're going to rename it Pizza Planet for the summer. I was expecting something a bit more goofy, but uh, basically this is a pepperoni pizza and a cheeseburger pizza, which I, I, I can't believe that they would not have had already at Red Rockets, although I guess this is pepperonia, so maybe there's some special seasonings. Of the way they make this pepperoni is a little different. Maybe there's something about this that I'm missing, but it's still fun. They're going to call it Pizza Planet. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a nice little change, Uh, you know, and it's something people
1: have wondered ever since, uh, you know, why did you go to the expense of putting in Red Rockets Pizza Port when we've already got a great pizza themed establishment that came out uh, a few years before that in Toy Story. So, uh, yeah, it's mm -hmm. going to be a nice little change, uh, a nice little revision, and hopefully the pizza quality will be a little bit better than what they are currently serving. Um, you know, one, one great thing about uh, about this restaurant, though, is it's one of the few places in the park where you can get uh, a gluten-free alternative. So uh, you know, oh. it's, it, it's, it, it's good all the way around, um, except for the pizza that's currently there. It isn't the greatest, to be honest. But, uh, again, uh, they've got a lot of great pasta selections as well. And, uh, again, uh, it's one of those hidden little gems. If you know, you can go get a free uh, glass of ice water and not have to worry about it.
2: Well, yes, and ice water—I'm sure—very, very important out there in the California sun. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. So, I, I with you said this used to be a mission to Mars. Yeah, yeah. So, is there space? Because you know, Pizza Planet—it was like an arcade. It was like a Showbiz Pizza. Well, for me, Showbiz Pizza or Chuck E. Cheese to everyone else, you know. So, I was wondering if they would might put some arcade games. Maybe even it would be fun if they put a claw game in there where you could grab a little green alien. You think they'd have room, and they would do that? Honestly, they don't have the room to do that. It's a, it's a one of the uh. smaller dining
1: areas uh, in Disneyland. Um, really, the you've got uh, one section that's you know where all the food service is, and it's kind of a buffet style where you walk up and you select the options that you want. Uh, in the middle of that area is where the drinking fountains is are, and then right after that are all the cash registers. Then every other inch of space within that building is filled uh, with dining areas. In fact, they've even got an outdoor dining area because there's so few places uh, to actually sit down and, and dine right there within the building itself.
2: Hmm. So, uh, again, yeah, it's, it's basically just two new flavors and a, a new theming. Yeah. So, it's still cool. <laughs> it's just not as exciting as I would have hoped. Right. <laughs> but, uh, you know what? I forgot to hit a button. We haven't gotten to hear this in a while, but uh, you get to do the next news story, so I'm going to hit the button now. Eric Warren.
0: Eric, 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 Eric
2: Warren, Eric Warren. There. (laughs) All right.
1: (laughs) Well, (laughs) I have no idea what you just played, but I'll assume that it's right there.
2: Oh, you didn't get to hear it. That was the first. (laughs) The Eric Warren music. Yes, we had to play your theme. All right. Well, there we go. We're gonna get this soundboard thing working, and then we're gonna get to hear everything I hit. Well, what we have going on, uh, and
1: this is actually a Walt Disney World uh, story, uh, there you are going to be able to attach your key uh, for your resort hotel to your phone, uh, actually through the My Disney Experience app, which I actually just downloaded yesterday in preparation for my trip. Um, what it is is it's got uh, a mobile order and an online check-in through the app, uh, which provide families and friends with additional choices make their vacation more enjoyable and convenient and what they've unveiled is a digital key now coming soon to the Disney Wilderness Lodge um, it's going to allow guests to quickly unlock their hotel room using the digital key that's on their mobile device which provides them with a seamless room entry option that brings extra ease and flexibility into the experience It's going to become available later this month at uh, the Wilderness Lodge including the Boulder Ridge Villas and Copper Creek Villas and Cabins and is expected to expand to the other Disney Resort hotels within the next few coming months. Uh, They can also use their digital key to unlock the hotel entrance gate and common area doors which normally require a key which include like the pools, um, fitness centers, elevators, club level lounges. Uh, Travel parties that have checked in online can even use their digital key to bypass the need to visit the front desk, which gives them the opportunity to go directly to their room and start their vacation even faster. Now, it's just uh, uh, one of the latest evolution of keyless room entries uh, that's been taking place at Disney World, uh, which actually began with the Magic Band. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, guests can use either their phone or their Magic Band uh, to enter their room during their stay. Now, uh, I think you mentioned uh, an, an interesting observation about guests who might be uh, needing this to enter their room at the end of the day.
2: Yeah, what if your battery has ran out of, on your phone uh, when you get in there? And I and one person even uh, on the Disney Parks blog, had this thought: like, this seems like a step back because with the Magic Band, okay, blip, I'm in. But if you wanted to use the phone app, you got to get your phone out, you got to start the app, you got to. Put in your PIN number or whatever, to so secure it to your room, and then go and, and swipe your phone past. So it's, it seems like it's going to be more steps compared to, oh, I've got my magic band on. Well,
1: and, and I think the thing is, not everybody's going to have a magic band.
2: That's true, too. So I guess if you don't have a Magic Band, this is a good alternative for you. Uh, although this still seems like a few extra steps compared to just pulling out if you had like a, a card key and just swiping it through there. You know, that might be a little faster. But, you know, it's, it's a new technology. You know, you find that try to perfect use for it. So it seems to me since they're only doing it at the Wilderness Lodge that they're just kind of testing it out a little bit mm-hmm. to see if it does make a good guest experience or not. Right, right. Uh, we'll see, you know, it could it could be actually really beneficial, or it could be a, yeah, we didn't like this after all. <laughs> we'll see. But, uh, oh, speaking over in your neck of woods. Yes. Over at Disneyland. This is really, really neat. Uh, all I've got is just a couple of pictures on the Disney Park blogs. I've seen even Paul Barry share a few pictures of this. But uh, I guess this would be monorail orange and monorail blue, okay. respectively. But monorail orange has the Incredibles on it, dun, 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 and monorail dun, dun, B- dun, yes! dun, 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 dun. and monorail blue has fr- our friends from Finding Nemo. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess they already have these in the park, but this is supposed to be specifically for the April 13th Pixar Fest, right? Which, oh my gosh, we are just a little over a week away from Pixar Fest. Mm-hmm. this is so cool because it's got uh, Frozona's on one side and Mrs. Incredible is kind of stretching around on some and then you got Mr. Incredible with uh, with the baby that I forgot his name Dash running right behind Jack Jack yeah Uh, and then I mean goodness the little the Nemo one of course you've got Marlin and Nemo and Crush and Squirt and another turtle that I have no idea why that turtle's there and of course Dory uh, this is just, I mean, granted, okay, I guess, the, you know, they are always putting stuff on the monorails, but I love it. <laughs> you know, I don't care. I'm excited about this. I'm, you know, this is really cool. Yeah, it's a nice way to
1: uh, change the visual look of the monorails. You know, and I did see that uh, while monorail red isn't within these pictures, they said that that one's also going to be decorated. Now, I Well, hey, okay. And I'm thinking red. Well, my initial thought with red was going to be Incredibles, but since the Incredibles are on Monorail Orange, I'm trying to think of another red Pixar type thing. Um, Speed. I. Am. Oh yes. <laughs> there you go. Or you could get a, a nice contrast with uh, Mike and Sully.
2: Yeah, that'd be fun too. Blue and green against red. Right, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Who knows? That would make me happy, too. We'll know soon enough. Yes, I'm sure we will. All right. So uh, I think we're uh, well, this is this is a little bit outside the parks, but uh, I'm I'm currently adding stuff to the list as I'm seeing some new stories. But uh, this is kind of a neat little bit right here. Oh, you know what? I don't you, know it yet. way yeah,
1: too quickly here for
2: I me. Mean, I've added yes, two different um, things. Oh, two different things. I clicked on one of the two. Yeah, stuff was apparently popping
1: since last time I looked. All right. Well, let me pull up the one because I pulled up the other.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I I was just looking around over here while I was looking at the uh, Disney Parks blog and found some new things happening that I was not aware of yet.
1: And I thought it was pretty cool. Well, the Walt Disney Company is making a $1.5 million contribution to the National Recreation and Park Association to support the Meet Me at the Park program. And what this is, is uh, the Park Association and Disney are gonna be providing local park and recreation agencies in all 50 states with the opportunity to apply for a grant that will help increase the amount of time that children and families will spend at their local parks and improve access to safe, fun, and unique play spaces. You know, kind of that's really cool yeah that, that is extremely cool you know I would like to know if one of those unique uh, fun place places might be in Marceline where they've got a very unique uh, situation going on
2: yeah because I, I I was sent even and I, I probably should have the link up on there uh, but they're doing something where they they're not necessarily listed yet uh, but if you go even on Facebook to uh, if you go to, like, Walt Disney Museum or look for Walt Disney Hometown Museum, they posted up a link that they're they're trying to get registered in some sort of special type of thing. Uh, I didn't see what the whole thing is. I don't know if it's related to this, uh, but they are moving forward. They're starting to build onto uh, – they're expanding the museum into the park area and uh, expanding the park. And I believe this may be connected to the Midget Autopia that they wanted to rebuild. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's happening. Uh, so I, I haven't gotten a whole lot of details on this. I need to go back up to Marceline and find out what's going on, or maybe we'll have uh, Peter Whitehead come back on and tell us about this project because he's he's really been the go getter on getting a lot of these new projects going. But he did send a thing out on Facebook where I, I nominated, helped nominate the park there in Marceline onto some sort of a thing. I don't know if this is part of it or not. I, I'm not sure. Well, it's very uh, it's very possible because uh, this does have mm-hmm. an interactive component to it.
1: You and your friends can get involved in the Meet Me at the Park Earth Month campaign by voting for projects in 15 select cities. And they highlight Los Angeles, Orlando, New York specifically uh, to receive $20,000 in grant funding. You can also nominate any city or town for the chance to receive a separate $20,000 grant to support a local park within that community. Uh, Voting is taking place now and continues through April 30th. And you can vote daily online at www.nrpa.org slash Disney Meet Me at the Park. So that's nrpa.org Disney Meet Me at the Park. Uh, now, the Park Project, with the most votes in each city at the end of the month, will receive the $20,000 in grant funding. And the write-in city, with the most nominations at the end of the month, will also receive $20,000. Uh,
2: and I have looked back here on my phone using my browser for because I've kept it open. And, yes, this is what uh, Peter Whitehead had posted into Facebook. All uh, right. Excellent. I've got, I, got it, I think it's just like a meetmeatthepark.org is all that I've got here. But it is the NRPA, and it is helping – they're celebrating Earth Month uh, because Earth Day is here in April, I believe, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Uh, So there's a whole thing to enter and vote, and I didn't see Marceline necessarily on the list when I looked, so I typed it in myself. Uh, to try to get some funding over to the Marshalleen. Granted, I mean, I live here in Gladstone, and I have some nice parks here. But if they can get some more funding up there in that marshalline Park and do even more cool things, I am definitely down with that idea. Well, you can definitely so, ride it, yes. Yeah. I'm glad I found this story while we were recording here because now I understand a little bit more of what it is that Peter was asking people to do. Uh, so I'm going to hang on to this page and I'll make sure I'll try to put a link up into the show notes. So you can go and I don't wherever you live, if you want to nominate one of your own parks, I won't hold it against you. But if you so choose to choose Marceline, Missouri, that would be awesome because they are doing some really wonderful projects right now and they could use the funding to help you know expand that park rebuilding the midget Autopia uh I mean, it's really a great chance to do something cool in Walt's old hometown uh, yeah would it would i guess we should move incredible. on to the next story hmm? yeah
1: well, uh-huh. i was just saying it would be incredible
2: but not too uh-huh. strange hey yeah what well, what is strange is over in disney's california adventure park Doctor Strange is coming Uh, I don't see a date listed But he is going to be an intermedia Between the real world and what lies beyond And showing some metaphysical abilities And relics to protect the universe And you, guests are going to get a glimpse Into his mind-bending world For the first time at the Disneyland Resort And Disney's California Adventure Park Specifically, apparently uh, but he's going to be opening portals and traveling some different areas. So you don't really know exactly when and where he's going to appear. He's going to be popping it out, you know, slinging around with the ring and hopping it out. So keep your eyes open. And it does say here on the Disney Parks blog to keep you an eye on the Disney Parks blog for any more information. Uh, I'm sure he'll be out by the summer, probably a little closer maybe to the release of Avengers Infinity War, which is on the 27th just a few weeks away. So I expect him to be showing up very very soon. Well,
1: as long as he doesn't jump out saying I've come to bargain.
2: <laughs> yeah, you might not uh, come off so good about that. <laughs> well, you know, oh, I, hey, are you feeling hungry? You know, I was feeling hungry the other day and I went over to my local Denny's. And and guess who showed up? Uh, a whole bunch of snowbirds. A whole bunch of what? Jabaka was talking. <laughs> so I a whole bunch of snowbirds,
1: because I live in Arizona, and there's one thing we get, it's snowbirds in the winter. And they crowd our <laughs> local Denny's, which leaves me and, and my family. And winter has not family.
2: left us here in Missouri, I tell you that. Winter oh, is still here, winter. it snowed even today.
1: <laughs> oh, wow.
2: yeah, thank you, Mr. Arizona.
1: <laughs> we, we had a few cloudy uh, skies, and that's about it. Now, unfortunately, uh, our Denny's was so busy, and, and to be honest, it's one that's only opened within the last couple of months. So, you know, and in the little town we live in, uh, if, if you know, we got a 99-cent store opening, and that's still, you know, crazy busy. So, <laughs> new Denny's. Uh, unfortunately, we have not had the opportunity, but while
2: I was there, do you know what I saw? Was that what you saw? <laughs> I'm gonna hope Uh, that you're probably still not hearing the sounds. (laughs) Yes, that was Chewbacca. I'm trying to get it to where you can hear what I'm doing over here with the soundboard. It's just not because I'm hearing it through my computer, but it's somehow not translating over Skype. Mm -hmm. But yes, uh, you probably saw a Wookiee there. I would hope. Yes, and and the incredible thing is they don't have any red cups. (laughs) But boom! So there's something else I need for the soundboard: is a rim shot. Yeah, I, I didn't know this was coming until I saw this pop up on Superhero Hype with this commercial, which was really fun uh, when you watch it because it's like <laughs> they're in a Star Wars cantina and there's a kid dressed as Han Solo and another kid as Lando and they're talking about cards and stuff like that and you think they're playing cards, but then it flashes over to uh, Denny's and they're trading these little character collectible cards that I guess they have for Solo. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, that <laughs> I, I've heard and understood the that they're actually Sabic cards that they're getting out of so, uh, oh, wow. you know? Of course, there's also um, speci- specific uh, dishes that they've created for Solo. And when you order a kid's meal, you get a plastic cup which has got uh, one of the uh, characters or designed with one of the characters on it, but the lid to the cup
2: is the Millennium Falcon. Oh, I want one so bad. <laughs> I wanted one so bad. You want to Denny's? There were two <laughs> numbers. <laughs> oh my goodness! But oh, yeah. You know, I, I, I like to go to Denny's for time breakfast.
1: You now teamed up with a movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, it's not the first time they've teamed up with the studio to promote a movie. You know, just a couple of years ago, they they had a special Hobbit set of meals.
2: Oh, they did. I remember. You're talking about Hobbits. Who else? Yeah. Yeah. Second <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> exactly. And seas. Oh. And Eleven yes, I, I remember that. I, I don't know if we tried any of the specific meals, but I do remember it was there. So, uh, but, oh, speaking of other movie pri- movie franchises that are tying into some stuff. Uh, and this mm-hmm. I just found out about, and I've, I've got myself registered. Now I just have to wait for April 25th for the launch of this. But there is a Harry Potter mobile game called harry potter hogwarts mystery where you get to go through enroll in hogwarts choose a house and attend classes virtually on your phone and part of the fun of this is some of the actors from the film series are playing your professors maggie smith is returning as professor McGonagall. sir michael gambone as dumbledore warwick davis as professor flitwick uh, sally mortimer as madam irma pince Gemma Jones as Madame Pomfrey and Zoe Wanamaker as Madam Hooch. April 25th. You can pre-register into this. Uh, now, granted, this being a mobile game, I'm sure that you might be able to get in free, but it's going to be one of those, you know, sort of like a pay-to-win type of experience. So I'm sure there'll be some money involved if you want to be able to advance in the game a little faster than the rest of us. Uh, maybe unlock a few extra spells, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, but overall, I mean, this is the type of thing I have hoped for for a while. I always thought it would be fun to have an MMO RPG that, because normally if you play anything like World of Warcraft or EverQuest, anything, you have a special area that you gain like your first 10 levels in a little environment before you move on into the main area of the game. I always thought it would be fun to have a Wizarding World type of game where your first ten levels or so, you're at Hogwarts. And you can have some adventures in there and level up to a certain level or something, and then go out and have a career path that you would have maybe chosen while you're at Hogwarts so you can tailor your character to whatever path you want, and whatever type of character you would want to play the game, and go out into the world and play. That, to me, would be excellent fun. But I will take this. This is a pretty good start. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I would love it though if uh, we could get Jim Dale as a teacher. Though. Oh, oh, oh! Be still my heart. How cool would that be? Have him play uh, uh, maybe Professor Bins or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, they'll have him play. You know, for anyone who doesn't know, that is a the history of Magic teacher that died, but uh, just his ghost got up out of his body and just continued to go and teach class.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, I, I think he'd be a bit more animated than Professor Bin's because
2: everyone got
0: yeah.
2: to death Professor Bin's <laughs> no oh, in Professor Binns. No punishment. Oh, but general. it would be it would be so much fun though. Oh, we got more game news here too. So how about yeah. that?
1: I am really looking forward to this one, but probably not as much
2: as you are. Yeah, I know. There's part of me that's a little nervous because they did use Dan Slott as a consultant. Uh, But that might be mainly because they have one of his character villains that he created, uh, Mr. Negative, as a major player in the game. So, you know, maybe they're going more Mm -hmm. that route. But uh, we did get some details about the new Marvel's Spider-Man PlayStation 4 exclusive. In fact, we got a release date, and you're the one that let me know about the release date. Actually,
1: yes, uh, we're looking at September 7th of this year.
2: And of course, you can (laughs) pre-order. Yeah, yeah, you can pre-order this thing, and it looks like there's some different packages that uh, you see. They had like a release date trailer that showed a little bit about like some alternate costumes. Uh, from the, basically from the Spider Verse comics is what it looks like. I'm kind of hoping one of these alternate costumes is mm-hmm. going to be the standard Spider Man costume that that uh, I've loved for generations. Because I mean, the the costume for the game oh, is kind of cool. Yeah, uh, the the, the costume is pretty cool in the game. I'm not really fond of the white spider thing though, necessarily. Overall, though, I mean, it does look fairly cool. Why? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, the thing is, I understand that
1: that white spider, the reason that we don't know why it's there is it's going to be explained through the game. You know, why it changes And uh, I understand it's actually going to start out with the Spider-Man costume that, you know, is most familiar to us. You know, huh. it's, it's the Black Lives Spider, but they're going to explain why this white spider uh, is added to this costume.
2: Well, that would be interesting. Okay, so we get to find out now. What I would like to also see is that I've started playing that Marvel Strike Force, that they've which it's the same as many other games. There's a Star Wars game. I think you're still playing. That's that same type where you have you get to assemble your team of heroes and then you get a group of villains to fight in each round or whatever like that. But the Spider Man costume in that looks freaking awesome. I really like it. It's 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 right. kind of traditional, but it's kind of angular. And uh, I would actually like to have that as a playable costume because it really it looks awesome.
1: <laughs> well, I'll tell you,
2: if the uh, Spider-Man Unlimited game
1: is any uh, indication of that, went and found every single permutation of a spider costume, including a spiderized J. Jonah Jameson <laughs> <laughs> that you could use as a, you know, as a suit, you know, they can they can do just about anything with this. And, you know, also, anything you, yeah, like you spider the old PlayStation, well, yeah, anything in Spider-Man, but even the old PlayStation Spider-Man games, you had options for different costumes.
2: So, yeah, the amazing Bagman.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I can see that that's going to be uh, an element of this game. I'm, I'm sure it will be
2: hmm But so far, we know that Mr. Negative and the Kingpin have been revealed as some villains appearing in the game, but there are some hints. Uh, you actually are going to get a, a chance to play as Peter Parker, and you even play as Mary Jane, apparently, for a little bit, but inside Peter Parker's apartment, there's hints at Rhino, Scorpion, and the Vulture uh, from some Daily Bugle clip-outs, and I'm sure photography by one Peter Parker... Mm -hmm. And there's even going to be some... There's confirmed DLC that there's going to be some packs involving Black Cat. Now, that makes me a little bit nervous. I prefer Black Cat as an ally. But Dan Slott turned her villain again. And I didn't like that. And So I have a bad feeling about this.
1: Yeah, lately the comics have been going back and forth. In one copy, she's uh, being an ally again. But in other books, she's still... wants to be a kingpin and, and it's it's kinda of disjointed so it's hard to be certain exactly what her current status is in the in the comics.
2: Ooh. Maybe with the reset when they relaunch Amazing Spider-Man they'll get that sorted out. Because you know, she was much more she was like a partner for Spider-Man, you know they were a Batman and Robin together and I, I really liked it. I, I enjoyed them together as a team. But that's maybe just me. Uh, mm-hmm. But this is being made by Insomniac, and uh, they're the ones I do. What is it? Is it Ratchet and Clank that they've made, or am I thinking the wrong ones? Yeah. yeah, Ratchet and Clank. In
1: fact, I just bought my first Ratchet and Clank game uh, last weekend. At my
2: I don't know if I've played awesome. any of those or not. I think I've played a little bit of Jack and Daxter a long time ago, mm-hmm. but I don't think I've played a Ratchet and Clank game, that's so cool. I probably should. Well, Jack and Daxter were uh, done by Naughty Dog. Oh, yeah, and I do love me some Naughty Dog. Mm-hmm
1: everything from crash bandicoot to uh nathan drake and uh last of us but uh oh, yeah yes. insomniac you know like i said i just got rushed and think i'm hoping i can try it out of my son's hands when he's not playing minecraft <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, uh, i get to to see it but anyhow from everything we've seen from the gameplay footage and uh, the, the promotional material this
2: new spider-man game is incredible speculative
1: maybe even amazing
2: <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm I'm very hopeful for the the gameplay of it to, to fully live up to everything a spider can do, you know. Uh, especially, you know, with, you can slow down things. And actually, you could pinpoint where you want it from web swinging. You could pinpoint exactly where you want that web light to hit on a building for doing any particular swings you want to do. Or and there's even supposed to be a way to help you corner even better. Oh, wow. Uh, so they've really... Taking a lot of thought into this and uh, even if like you're you're kind of going over a building and you want to pull yourself to the roof you can kind of hit the corner of it and yank yourself on zip line to the roof and just they've really put all kinds of thought into the web swinging in that and that's I love web swinging in these games I I have so much fun <laughs> even in the Disney Infinity I just love web swinging through town I, it's it's just great fun for me but uh, moving on the I guess just don't make- allow it to
1: happen in the real world. Well, they they trying to get realistic well, with some of the physics, physics you know. Not it. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, they get realistic. It's just uh, your your arms would not, uh, let's just say you would have uh, fared better off in a fight against a Wookiee uh,
2: when it comes to how uh, physics would affect your arms. <laughs> yeah, but if you had the proportionate strength of a spider, I'm sure you could manage. That is the difference maker. Sure, why so, not? <laughs> yeah. Comics, people, comics. <laughs> but speaking of Star Wars, yeah, oh, hey, uh, Chewbacca, what do you think about this? Yeah, so the Cannes Film Festival, which is happening next month, 10 days before its official release on May 25th, Solo, a Star Wars story, will be premiering at the Cannes Film Festival in La Francaise. Now, this is normally, I think, a lot of your high art movies or whatever go in there, or at least some of the stuff they expect to be right. really, really big. So, but they're putting in there, uh, but it's, it's out of competition. It's just being red carpeted over there. But I, I'm curious to hear what they think about it. at something as big and recognized as the Cannes Film Festival. Mm-hmm.
3: Well,
1: you know, but uh, both Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith are both also screened at
2: canon yep. so, uh, yeah so yeah outside that. of competition though so mm-hmm. it's just kind of part of the deal so I'm I'm, I'm really interested to hear what they say if it because there's a lot of people who are really already prepared to hate this movie and I'm like you know we haven't yeah. really seen much of it uh, I I really trust Ron Howard I know there's some doubts about the guy playing Han Solo but how do you follow up Harrison Ford really
1: yeah so, yeah, yeah. Well, but, you know, so we'll yeah, have a little bit more. Give him a break, guys. <laughs> well, we'll have a little bit more information later tonight,
2: though. Are they going to do something during WrestleMania or something?
1: Oh, not during WrestleMania, but uh, tonight they are going to release another trailer.
2: Well, we'll just have to talk about that next week. <laughs> <laughs> You'll talk about that next week. I'm. Uh... <laughs> You're going to be in Walt Disney World. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe we'll break in sometime this week and we'll talk about it. Maybe we'll even do a trailer reaction if you get your kids to watch it with you. That's fun too. So you yeah, know, we'll we'll try to get something up before you go away. We'll oh, see. Yeah. It's worth a shot. But oh yes.
1: I'm gonna take my shot. Yeah. I'm not,
2: uh, yeah, so there I'm, is actually
1: uh, I'm not go.
2: can I use the word jealous? I, I'm gonna use it. There is a lot of media that actually got a, an opportunity to watch the first 30 minutes of Avengers: Infinity War this past week. uh Oh, did we lose him? I think we lost Eric. So I'm just gonna well, keep sorry, on let me going just get about back this. Back from a 30
1: minute screening
0: of the Avengers.
2: Oh, I see. So not only are you getting to go to Walt Disney World, but you're gonna get to go see the Avengers for 30 minutes. Uh huh. Well, but this, uh, I guess Digital Spy Film, I actually shared this on Twitter, that they've got to go and see the first 30 minutes. And here's their quote. It says, can't say too much, but it's way ambitious. It'll switch tones between different groups, like the Guardian sequence had a different look, feel, and soundtrack compared to the New York scenes. And it's going to be funny, but still no Hawkeye. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, we haven't seen Hawkeye since uh, the last Avengers film. Uh, what was, what was, I didn't uh, catch it. Hmm? Civil War. Uh, yeah, ah, Civil, War, Civil I guess, War. I guess. No, he was. Uh, do, was he in Civil War? Yeah. Yeah, I guess he was. It's been a while since I watched that one, so he's probably been laying low due to the uh, the climate uh, after the Sokovia Accords.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, I you know I don't think he can sit this one out. I'm sure he'll arrive. But of course, having a wife and a family. When something like Thanos shows up, you might be like, uh, I need, to, I, if something happens to me, what happens to my family? But you also might be thinking, if we don't stop Thanos, my family is, is in serious trouble. Right. So I, I expect to see him at some point. He's got to show up. You can't sit this one out. I mean, you can run, but where are you going to go? It's you know, <laughs> you
1: not. Know, we haven't we seen anything showing up. Imo being a part of this.
2: Oh, that would be or interesting. they break him
1: out of Deep Freeze?
2: They should. They they need to quit denying that that Incredible Hulk movie happened. You know, because <laughs> I might be in the minority, but I kind of liked it. Mm-hmm. And I no, still no, like and, to see and they and were they teased um, the leader. Yeah. Yep. I I can hear that we're having quite the, so the delay so between us somehow. This? But well, let's, let's, you know, I think we know that
1: there's going to be a lot of heroes and a lot of characters involved in this. You know, I, I'm hoping that they pull out some surprises. We see a few people and faces we haven't seen for a few movies, and uh, hopefully, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. But, you know, I know you're excited about this. I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to it. You know, honestly, this is the next big movie after Ready Player One, which I love. Um, it was great <laughs> to come out. So I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. And it's with that amount.
2: Oh, indeed. Woohoo!
1: In twenty days. So,
2: oh my goodness! Yeah, just a, just a little over. Oh wow! It's oh, over two oh, weeks. And then, oh yes, and then about a month away from there, we'll be watching Solo, which I'm still excited for as well. Mm-hmm. I think we got some other movies somewhere in between there too, don't we? And there's, I feel like there's more uh, stuff. Well, I know there's another superhero movie between those two that I know I'm not going to see. Oh yeah, Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they don't care that we're not going because plenty of the plenty of people will be going to right. Deadpool. So uh, I think I'd be happier to see a cable movie. I, I, I'd rather see cable to tell you the truth. I'm just not a Deadpool fan. I'm sorry. I know that's an unpopular opinion these days, but eh, just, you know, it's kind of funny at, at times, but I'm just I don't have that the right sense of humor for some of the stuff they did in that film. So, yeah. We won't get onto that one too much, because right now everybody's yelling, like, oh, how can you not like Deadpool? Mm-hmm. You know, I deal with people 20 years younger than me, and that's all I can hear about anymore. Is they're so excited for that, so I'm sure it'll do well. Uh, but I think it's time I move on to my main content, so I'm going to hit a couple of buttons here on the soundboard. To Disney and Beyond! All right, we have a very special returning guest, Neverlanders. You might remember back in October where we were doing a very special Halloween song mix. We had Tammy Tucky from the Tiara Talk Show come along with us. Well, you might have forgotten that she mentioned she was working on something very special. And it is about to come out on April 15th. And you can pre-order it now. Tammy Tucky has a Disney song album. Woohoo!
4: Hi, yes, I do. And and thank you for having me back. And it's kind of weird to think that the last time we spoke was right before Halloween. I still can't believe it. That was it was so long ago, but it seems like it was yesterday. So thank you for having me back so soon. <laughs> I appreciate it.
2: Yeah, it has been since then. It has been quite a long time. But I, I know I've been super busy. So I've had so much stuff going on that it seems like a long time ago to me.
4: I know. How has the podcast been coming along?
2: <laughs> oh well it continues to be fun we're growing strong it's definitely pointing me towards some career thing i had a very nice uh, mock interview at my university this week where I was told I was very marketable and he's hanging on to my resume for when I graduate. So I may have something lined up here. That's so, great.
4: I'm very happy for you. That's really awesome. Well, thank you. It's hard to find a job nowadays, too, because it seems like, you know, with, with this day and age, it's it's especially in our industry, our particular industry, we're such a niche market, in my opinion. I don't know about you, but I, that's how I kind of picture it. <laughs>
2: yeah I'm actually been in, I've been in a class that's showing me you know a lot of students in my field you know we all think oh well i I, I want to be live on air talent and we don't think you know there's a lot of other positions where you create content for companies with their websites and things like that so you have to kind of open your eyes and broaden your horizons of all the different things you can do mm-hmm. uh, still doing what you love but doing it in a different way than what you thought.
4: Absolutely, Would it's you- like being like a New York actor. You kind of, you know, you 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 do the gigs that you have, but sometimes they're not steady. So you take, you know, whatever gig you can grab your hands on, whether it be voiceover or TV. You know, keep your opportunities, you know, open. I was kind of saying to somebody the other day, you know, there are so many things I've passed on, and I'm I'm I don't want to do that anymore. I want to, you know, you know, get my hands dirty and and actually. You know, try new things and see what sticks or what doesn't stick because, you know, everybody's different. So, you know, kudos to you for going out for what you love because not a lot of people do that.
2: Yeah. And and speaking out and going out and doing something you love to do. That's actually part of why you're here, Uh, because I've seen you've got some pictures you've posted and I think even some YouTube clips where you've done a lot of musical theater, uh, I guess at least through high school. Have you done some musical theater past then?
4: Yeah, I think my first show was when I was about... I think eight or nine and I was in Rogers and Hammerstein's um, Cinderella and I played like the little girl. I think I said, and me, I'm in the second grade in the princess giving a ball song. (laughs) (laughs) So I remember the first night that we got to perform on stage and it, 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 it's ingrained in my memory. And, and since then I've done, I think over like 25 productions of different things and I always have loved it. And I thought, you know, what better way to pay tribute to something that I love? And I know you have shared a passion for, you know, Walt Disney World itself. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I'll go into, into a totally different outlet uh, and go for songs that people, again, this is m- mostly a niche targeted audience because technically yeah. these songs, some of them are not in the parks anymore. Um, some of them, you know, I, I, for me, I grew up listening to them in the car on the cassette. So uh, for me, it's 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 something that I have a personal connection with. And I know a lot of other people do, too. So it's an array of different songs from each of the four parks. And some are, you know, more current than others. But Mm -hmm. it's it's a and and they're all different genres. So it's it's kind of hard to say it's an album, but it is (laughs) an album of covers. (laughs) And um, it's called You'll Find Me on Main Street. Which I really like the title of that.
2: <laughs> it's very appropriate, It fits. But uh, so this is interesting because I think when I talked to you in October, you, you know, despite having done all these musicals, you really never thought of recording anything like this before. You were, you know, and having a good time with podcasts. And I think you had said something you've worked in radio a little bit as well. So you hadn't really thought of ever singing for an album before.
4: No, I didn't. You know, I put out some covers. Um, the my Jessica Rabbit cover of Why Don't You Do Right. When I think I think it's now over three million and five hundred thousand views now, which is wow. crazy. And then my cover of the Swan Princess song, this um this is my idea from the first song in the film, that is almost at half a million views now. and it, it's 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 very interesting to see a lot of people thought that I was the original voice, which is great. and i and I kind of like, I had such an, I had such a a love for creating these covers, but then doing them in my own way and making it my own. I think like the hardest part of it was to not impersonate Sally Stevens while I'm singing tomorrow's child or to impersonate (laughs) Allie Olmo while singing an actual duet with herself, with Allie herself uh, of two brothers from the American adventure. It was so difficult and you need to make it your own. Otherwise you're just copying everything. Although, you know, my covers on the YouTube page, my YouTube channel, they are supposed to sound similar. That's the whole idea. And yeah. and, I, and I think that's fun. But the, with this, it was a totally different ballpark. And it was so difficult because I, by the time I, I think I had spoken to you – again, yeah, we spoke before Halloween. And I had mm-hmm. only recorded I think I only recorded one song or I hadn't even recorded anything yet at that point. And I I was so nervous. I prepped for a good three months because I just wanted to make sure, you know, seven songs and a lot of them are very difficult to sing. And I was so nervous, but I prepped. I tried my hardest and uh, it's been a year in the making. So uh, this is why I'm <laughs> glad I'm, I'm, I'm lucky to have a friend like you and, and letting me come on your show to to promote it. For for just a few minutes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I remember you were talking about, you know, all the effort you were putting in to find some of the original musicians to come in and play instruments. And even with the little bit that I've listened, I've kind of darted around a few tracks and kind of got sample. There is some very high production value going on here. I mean, you went all out for this.
4: I think I kind of felt if you're going to do it, you better do it. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, in, in a way, it, it sounds weird, but um, when Walt Disney was making Snow White, everybody said it was going to be awful. They said you can't make a full, full feature length film at, at a cartoon. Basically, you can't make it, and he put all of this money. He put. Everything he, you know, his he was going to lose his house. I believe his brother also was going to lose his house. They invested everything and they believed in their project. And and I and I, I, I was in the same boat. Uh, mostly I put uh, a lot of You know A lot of investment Into this project And I was so graciously Helped by uh, About 30 individuals On GoFundMe Which was so You know Wonderful I appreciate everyone Who did that So it was difficult And I'm doing it all myself I'm producing it I'm I, You know I'm I'm of, of, of course I'm singing it I'm promoting it So a 22 year old Doing it all herself Is You know it, it's, it sounds easy But it's actually Very difficult But <laughs> I just had I was I, I lucked out With the individuals I got to work with and I'm just a very lucky person and to have this dream come true it's, it's so it, it's it's mind-blowing
2: <laughs> <laughs> so is there a sense of relief or are you now even more nervous because now you're coming up on that release date and you're like oh my gosh I hope some people <laughs> buy this thing
4: well I, I know there's definitely an audience out there I've been prepping it for a while so I know people are going to going to listen to it and that's what freaks me out because I am so particular with how I sound. I really dislike editing anything, all of my podcasts. (laughs) I can't stand hearing myself. I don't know about you. So uh, when I hear myself, I'm like, Oh, I don't think I I think I'm pitchy. But then, you know, I've been told by, you know, the individuals I've been working on the album, they're like, it sounds fine. What are you hearing? And so um, it, it, I'm just so particular and, and, and I want it to be perfect. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, listening to it, I I, I cringe. It's kind of like, I guess, how movie stars feel when they see their cells on the screen. They're like, no, 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 please. So uh, that's how I kind of feel. But I'm ready. I'm ready for it to come out. I'm very nervous. I I really want to know what people think. And I I always welcome feedback because that's only how somebody can grow. You know what I mean? So how, how else am I going to if i were to make another album how am i going to improve and and wow a second time or work on another project so yes i'm, I'm very much relieved at this point because it's submitted and it's out and pre-ordered but it's not officially out so oh boy oh boy <laughs> 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 oh.
2: so that's still that nerve-wracking like people are actually going to hear this but you know' from yeah. having listened to some of this this it sounds fine uh because you know i've heard some other people that they try to you know record things on their own and they'll write some songs songs and but they, they the vocal quality isn't there usually I don't I think it's maybe without the proper vocal training maybe they're just not supporting their voice very well I don't know what it is but it just doesn't come across but uh, you're coming across very well I think your years of musical theater it sounds like you've had some vocal training your voice is very well supportive you're on pitch it sounds good
4: Phew. Okay, good. As long as, <laughs> as long as you say so, Jeremy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take your word for it. I, I have had training and. Um, and I, I, again, I, I I really worked with myself on this and, and listening to myself and recording myself beforehand, just one-on-one, just to hear how I wanted to say certain words because it, you could probably hear my Philly twang. It comes out every once in a while.
2: <laughs> oh, but it's a nice little twang. We like
4: it. <laughs> it's, it's a sweet little twang, but I don't want it to be pretty much evident in every song I do.
0: And, <laughs> and it's
4: difficult because you go from country bears, doing a, a, a hoedown song to a, um, a, a Civil War ballad with two brothers to a gospel piece with Sounds of Blackness. You know, I, I don't think I'm worthy at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, I, I did it, and I, I'm, I'm excited to hear what people think. I know that some of these songs have never been covered before. Since their release. Because I have searched high and low. Actually that was one of the requirements by Disney. Because I had to work with them to get the rights. Did -hmm. this all correctly and properly everybody. So you're okay to buy it. Um, and, (laughs) And it was interesting. Because they had to make sure. That all the songs at least were released. Whether it be Canada. UK. United States. They had to have been released at least once. So for instance. If I wanted to do. Let's say if I wanted to do a song from I don't know, uh, let's say Carousel Progress or fo- or from Universe of Energy, um, it would have had to been recorded and released prior, which it has been. There's several different Park albums, but if it wasn't, and that was a key thing with the Doug song, the Doug Live, which was a show about um, Doug Funny from the the TV cartoon series, and it was interesting. We were trying to figure out if it had been released and. And after, I think it was almost a month of looking, we found it was released in Canada. So I had the approval to go ahead and, and cover it. I almost didn't. So I had to, you know, I have a backup list. So I was like, oh boy, what am I going to replace? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was it was really fascinating, a really interesting, difficult process. But, it, but if you can do it, go, go for it because... Um, it's 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 something that is under your belt and you have experience in and you will know how how these things work. It's very hard, very difficult.
2: Yeah, especially when you're dealing with that legal area with Disney and like making sure the Disney lawyers don't come after you because you recorded something. Well, they
4: were great. <laughs> I, all I did was I, I, I emailed them, I called them, I explained the project. They were fully on board. I think what shocked them the most was I wanted to do these particular songs and And not the, you know, regular jukebox material that you usually hear all the time. Part of your world, a whole new world, let Mm -hmm. it go, you know, that type of thing. So um, and and it might have been a little bit more difficult on their end to get the, you know, approvals for these things. But I really appreciate their time and their help. Um, They know who they are. I don't want to mention anybody in particular, but they were all very great and had no issues. Uh, It was it was a. It was like a match made in heaven, and I always, I always, you know, I always knew that would be with me in Disney. Match made in heaven. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very, I'm very, I'm very lucky. So, so extremely lucky. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, but you worked hard for it, so you know you can, you can call some things luck, but sometimes it's just good old fashioned hard work.
4: Yeah, I don't. I, I really I don't have an ego and I and I don't want to uh, gain one. <laughs> so I <laughs> but I always doubt myself. So, you know, my self-esteem, I'm always like, ooh, I really do. I re- love strangers like me. I love how I do the harmonies on it. And then I'll be like, oh, but are people going to be upset that I, I changed it from tarzan's perspective to jane's perspective you know i have all these things running in my mind you know because people can be very critical online you you know so we all know that um so that's what worries me (laughs) sometimes
2: yeah, see, it would it would make it strange though to me if, you know, whenever somebody doesn't kind of change the lyrics and like if a song's written for a particular gender and yet you have somebody who's clearly the opposite gender sing it and they don't change the lyrics, I'm like, now nah, it sounds weird to me. <laughs> you know, maybe that's very not very politically correct of me, but so changing some of the things around to fit, you know, well, the, the perspective works perfectly fine with me. Mm-hmm. I think it makes more sense. I
4: wouldn't have minded singing it in that original way, but I thought, wouldn't it be interesting because... Because, you know, really, the, the film Tarzan is about Tarzan, and mm-hmm. rightly so. And all the songs are basically... Entitled for him. So <laughs> Yeah, there you go. And all the songs are are his feelings, things he's experienced, and we really we never get to hear Jane sing and and that's kind of interesting to me because Minnie Driver, who voices her character, is a beautiful singer. So I I was I always wanted to hear Jane sing. So, you know, there's a beautiful song on the Broadway album, but it's not in the film. And also Tarzan Rocks was in Animal Kingdom. So that was their requirement that all of these songs had to have been related to something from Walt Disney World. So Ooh. there are songs from each of the four main parks um, that make you know that make it up. So Tarzan Rocks, um, Doug, Someone Like Me from uh, Studios, yeah. Tomorrow's Child, New Horizons Medley from Epcot, um, Two Brothers from Epcot. Uh, Remember the magic from Magic Kingdom. Celebrate the future hand in hand from Epcot. So there's a lot of different things on this album, and it it it's it, uh, it's a really it's a lovely pleasure. And there will be some pr- surprises that come out as soon as the album drops in on April 15th. So I'm lucky. Everybody can get in the iTunes and Amazon. It's just a digital release at this point, so um, you can go ahead and it's easy to download and pre-order and. Um, and i am just uh very excited you know and yeah. it's it's thrilling it's really yep. and
2: I will be providing links to iTunes on Neverland Podcast. In fact, this very episode, if you go and refine this episode directly on the website, there will be links there in the show notes, so you can go and pick up. up. I think, uh, hopefully, I'll be able to grab a pre-order. Otherwise, I'll at least have it to where, when it releases, I should be able to link it up. Cool. And Yeah.
4: you, can al- you can always it, of course, through my pre-order. website, yep. you'll
2: get a little quarter in my pocket, a little penny towards the show. Also, very helpful. So, if you buy it through me, I appreciate it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's exciting. And also, by if you want to know more about the project there i have my website which is tammy slash album uh, or you can go to tammy t- tammytucky.com and just click album at the top and there's some pictures of those who are involved with the project you can click on them there's information about what in the world they're doing on the album <laughs> what they're covering and there's a button where you can click and go right to itunes and uh, go awesome. ahead and uh, pre-order
2: are, are there some photos of you in the studio pointing at who's recording with you and like, oh, my gosh, do you know who this is? <laughs> well, you
4: know, the funny thing was I only recorded with myself and everybody oh, else really? was in different states. Um, oh, wow. The individual who created the instrumentals, he was in U- the UK. Ali Olmo for Two Brothers was in California. Sound of Blackness, Minnesota. Mike McKee, I believe he was somewhere near Tennessee when he did the drum portion for Strangers Like Me. Uh, George Wilkins, who wrote the Country Bear Jamboree song uh, he's down south as well. He was very sweet and uh, gave me his blessing. Byron Burline, he's also, I believe, he's in Tennessee or Kentucky. He he recorded his fiddle track for Great Outdoors. Like we were all scattered, and so this it, so this was a uh, this was difficult, and it was difficult for the sound mixers because you know you need to make sure everything sounds as if it's as, as if we're all there. So obviously we did our job. If that's what you thought, Jeremy, so good. <laughs>
2: Well, that's the wonders of modern technology. Now that you can collaborate from people all over the world, really, to record things. I mean, heck, I got a co-host in Arizona, and I'm sitting in Missouri. <laughs> wow! I yeah. do it every
4: week. It's it's it, we're really lucky. We get to we get to connect with individuals that we hadn't been able to do so maybe like 15 years ago. It's interesting. I I find it fascinating. Like we're talking on Skype, and it was mm-hmm. cool that that was featured in a uh, spaceship Earth. Remember the ending scene um, where the girl oh. from my. Think <laughs> She was in China and the yeah. boy from the United States were Skyping each other. It's like, that's what we get to do now. That was what people wanted to do back then. And we get to do it. And, and yeah, it really helps with the, the album. The way everything worked out, it was maybe it wasn't luck. It was just fate. I don't know. Fate steps in and sees you through, I guess. So there you go. I'm lucky.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, as Obi-Wan Kenobi would say, in my experience, there's no such thing as luck (laughs) because it was a lot of hard work. Got you where you're at. You put a lot of time, a lot of effort and a lot of money into this. And I think it's going to pay off for you. I'm hoping it is, you know. I'm not crossing fingers because that's not how it works. But you know, I'm I'm pretty confident that this is this is good quality. It's you did a good job singing these. I think they sound great. I think people definitely need to pick it up. Uh, and even though I've got some preview, I'm going to definitely be picking it up myself. You're I'm going to go ahead and pre-order it through you. iTunes to support you. Jeremy got it I, for
4: free. He doesn't need to do that, but he's <laughs> the greatest guy here. Thank you. That's
2: right. That <laughs> is why I am the pan. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you are the pan. Look at you. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Rufio is killed. Peter's doing who knows what, so here I am. <laughs>
4: oh, there you go. Well, I, I thought one of the mermaids was going to take up the uh, the the uh, the pan uh, uh, the pan title at some point. We need a female they, pan in there. Would not that be cool?
2: <laughs> well, the the mermaids kind of have a habit of, of liking to drown people and say they're just playing with them, you know. So yeah, we got to be mermaids. careful with them. They have, they have some weird issues. They were all going to drown them a little, you know. But I'm surprised Tiger yeah.
4: Lily didn't like tell you, hey. I'm going to take over now.
2: <laughs> she's busy trying to rule her own tribe. You know, her dad was kind of getting old, you know, True. so she had to step up, up take her role. You know, <laughs> that was back in the 60s. We saw, you know, she's she's a lot. Of, well, she doesn't fully grow up. You you never fully grow up. But, you oh. know, she had to kind of take over. And so she's busy. <laughs> oh, believe me. So.
4: <laughs> and those Lost Boys, I miss them. I hope they're doing well. Tell them I said hi.
2: <laughs> well, they're hearing you right now. We have all of our Lost Boys and Pixies that listen in all the time, which... You know, you we appreciate awesome. them, of course.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I love So we Neverland. have our fun in Neverland. It's always nice hey. to come here every once in a while.
2: <laughs> well, you, are, of course, are welcome back any old time. You can tell, let us know how the album's doing later. Oh, that would be uh, cool. Hey, and if hey, you if decide you want to do me. another album. Oh,
4: well, that would so. be fun. You will be the first to know if that is... Something in the cards. I don't think so, unless uh, <laughs> unless I'm picked up by a big label. But I I did it. I, I didn't do it for that reason. I I I mainly did it because I'm such a big Disney dork, and <laughs> I I thought, well, I'm young, I'm free. And I'm ready.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. I'll do
4: something. Uh, And I was those three things last year, but not anymore. (laughs) Right now, a year later. But that's okay. Uh, I'm very excited. And thank you so much for having me on the show again. I I appreciate it, Jeremy.
2: You're very welcome, and of course, thank you for coming on to our show because you're so far twice now, you a third time, and I, I officially induct you as a pixie. Of course, you can induct Ooh. yourself as a pixie right on the website, you just got to get a nickname.
4: Oh, okay, cool. That would that sounds yes, good to me. <laughs>
2: remind me to send you the link. Well, actually, it's very simple if you go to NeverlandPodcast.com dot com, Slash Neverlanders, or even click on the link for Neverlanders, there's an entire form. Anybody can come in there and it'll become an official Lost Boy or pixie. Just choose a nickname and tell us why you chose that nickname, and we'll <laughs> tell everybody on the air and induct you right in.
4: Oh, I like so, it.
2: Ooh, yeah. I just need a lot more people to sign up for that. We have a handful, but I think we could get a lot more than what we have.
4: Oh, well, I'll, t- I'll totally sign up. I, I I really, I love, I love fairies. I love mermaids. I love lost boys. So I'll be, I'll be any of them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you will be an official pixie because girls are too clever to get lost. So we can't make them lost boys, even that's lost girls. True.
4: That is See? true. We are, we are too clever. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: And that's straight from the book. So it's... It's fact
4: that's true I, it has my, been said, my, my, one so of my said it's, been it's probably my <laughs> one of my favorite books of all time i love the play i love the musical i i adore all the films about the movie i love hook i love the peter pan from the australian version in 2003 i feel like that one's probably the most accurate uh, according to you know book wise so i just adore the story i love it mm-hmm. i'm glad you do too i think a lot of i don't think it's as appreciated now as it was you know years ago so
2: well especially when they had that that somewhat recent movie that they tried to give a backstory and they didn't stick to the material very well and <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't see it because I looked at the trailers I was like oh I would I was gonna be excited for this but I'm looking at this like what did you do to my story I know I didn't so, hear uh, good things
4: and I just was like you know what I, I'm okay it's all right but yeah, hopefully they did one. well I don't know I, I never like to wish ill on any project or anything but uh-uh. not my cup of tea
2: so. <laughs> yeah. That's the way we call it we call it not our cup or tea. We don't wanna say bad things about stuff. So <laughs> No, I,
4: I I kinda like to stand, you know, neutral on things unless like mm-hmm. I'm really passionate about it and be like, This is the best film of all time. You know what I mean? <laughs> I will I will be dramatic at points. So <laughs> I love it. I think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And we know there's definitely some passion in the Disney fandom cuz you always have especially now with Star Wars being part of the Disney family. Oh, we definitely had some opinions on the last Jedi that were very passionate but
4: Woo! everybody was excited to be nice. and and well you know what it's it's interesting we get this whole new new world being built up and oh wow it, it, it the disney world overall mm-hmm. not even technically disney world itself and oh my gosh everybody's excited for adventures i am too um you know it's it's not again it's not something i go i go to directly it's not my passion but um it it's uh it's great to see others live out their passions and their appreciation for these films and and the fanboys and fangirls who are working on them lucky them Like you You, can have that credit on your resume. You worked on a star Wars film. Where else can you get that? That's just awesome. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I've even looked at uh, that. I'm trying to look into for some internships and uh, Walt Disney World ambassador Ken Facey showed me the website where you look for professional internships. And some of Disney's internships were to go to Burbank and go and work in the studios. And part of me was like, oh, my gosh, I think I can do this. And then another part of me says, like, I don't know everything that they want me to know. Maybe I shouldn't do this. But, oh, my goodness, I was I was having anxiety and excitement all at the same time.
4: <laughs> I know. Well, you know, it, it doesn't hurt to give it a shot. Um, yeah. You don't want to miss out on the, on that opportunity. So if they're all for you, go for it. Uh, yeah, cause well, I definitely no. saw some
2: stuff, but the, the part that would worry me about, cause if I was to do the college program, though, unfortunately that's five months long and I can't do five months, uh, the college program, they would, I would be housed down there in the parks, the internships. I'm like, you know what? I think I'd probably have to figure out how I'm going to live in Burbank to go and work for that part of the company. So there's that. <laughs> it
4: wouldn't be hard though. I I'm, I'm pretty sure they would be able to point out some locations or you could find out from other individuals who work there who could tell you where they are you know it's it's definitely you have to ask and I feel like that's I get so nervous even though I do so many interviews I get so nervous to talk to people and you know you're never going to have that communication you're always going to have that barrier unless you communicate so it doesn't hurt to start talking to people and and you know put down that smartphone and Kind of do a face one on one. I feel like people mm-hmm. appreciate that even more. You know what I mean? So.
2: Yep. But if anybody would like to follow up here, because we we need to get get you on your way. Oh, I'm sorry. But, yes. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I,
4: need to, I need to fly back to London here. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: So we we got plenty of pixie dust around here. But if anybody would like to follow up on you, uh, the Tiara Talk Show, T I A R A. Go and check it out, her podcast. It's a lot of fun. She has a lot of different guests. Uh, Well, I guess you're getting close to being weekly. I know the the early ones I kind of looked through and they were a little bit you know, haphazard whenever you could get one out because it can be difficult to get interviews yeah, set that up. was I think that was so. the
4: first year, but it went weekly after that. And I oh, had okay. to pause. I have to do, I'm now working monthly on them. I, I, I'm doing the monthly now um, because there is another project underway at the moment, but I can't say anything about it right now um, because I, I do run three podcasts. I run the Tierra Talk Show. I run the official Nancy Drew podcast for her interactive. And I run the Hook podcast uh, for it, which is great. It's another route relevant thing. Um, So it's so difficult and I have a full time job. So, you know, balancing everything, it's been a little bit more difficult for me, but I, I cannot put away the Tierra Talk Show. You know, as long as there's <laughs> an interest for me and for other listeners uh, to listen to the underdog story of individuals who we probably won't hear from or have never heard from, you know, that th- there will always be the Tierra Talk Show to fulfill that need. So I'm glad you enjoyed the show, the episodes, Jeremy. I, yep, I wouldn't listen I, to them anymore. I'm like,
2: yeah, <laughs> after October, <laughs> I went and I hopped through them. I I didn't listen to every single one. I didn't really have that kind of time, but I hopped through and like, oh, I knew who that person. Is. Oh, I know who that person is. Oh, this person worked on that. That's cool. i want to hear this. So yeah. I kind of poked around and <laughs> you, listened you listen to as much to as I could. to the Back
4: to Neverland one, the one with Jeremy Rees?
2: I think I did. The Return to Neverland? But no, well, no, I was Back, was back, the to, to, or? Neverland. back was to Neverland. It the, was uh,
4: the film from um, the studios. It was the Robin Williams and Walter Cronkite film.
2: I may have listened to that one. I, I don't a, know. That was been a, a very while ago. First
4: one, very first one. So uh, that one would be totally up your alley, especially its relevance to this podcast. Um, which it was a a, fi- a short film that explained the process of making an animated film when they still had the working animated studios at Hol- at MGM Studios and Disney World. So if you've never seen it. Definitely. It's yeah. a 10-minute video. It's great. And uh, my interview is with the director, Jerry Rees. He has some great stories about working with Rob and Williams and Walter Cronkite. Like the most unlucky, un- unlikely pair. But they work <laughs> so yeah. well with one another. It's, it's great.
2: I'm looking for... Oh, I've got a new phone. I'm, not everything is listed here, but I'm looking through to see if I've listened to that one. And there's Alan Coase.
4: Yeah, he's great. Uh, he was really sweet. Um, Corey Burton, I interviewed the voice that the current voice of captain hook.
2: I think I did listen to that one. It's
4: amazing. But I, I I talked to him about Atlantis, the lost empire, because I just love that film. And he loves the character he did for that. So he's like, I never get to talk about it. And I'm like, oh, Corey, you're you're just so
2: sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I I watched that movie one time and I barely remember anything about it. I need to watch that one again.
4: It's really really good. I feel like a lot of people just forget about the early 2000 Disney films. And it's such a shame because they're great. You know, Emperor's New Groove, Treasure (coughs) Planet, Atlantis. Oh, Emperor's New Groove
2: groove. I love that Brother one. Brother
4: Bear, like my gosh, you know, and, and they don't get the appreciation. I hope one day they will. One day they will.
2: Yeah, because not everything was a, was a hit for them back and then. I haven't even seen all of the films from that era. Because Brother Bear, I never seen because people were telling me it was a hit or miss, and so I was like, oh, okay, I'll we'll come back to it later.
4: It's a sweet so. film. I can understand why people don't like it, but you know, for me, growing up with those films, technically, the you know, I grew up with those as opposed to growing up with Lion King. So it, it's <laughs> it, it's different for this young la, lass over here because I, I, that's what I, I'd seen at first. So again, that's that actually pertains to the secret project. So I guess I shouldn't go on my uh, soapbox yet. Soapbox. <laughs> box Yet I can't even talk. Um, but yeah, you t- definitely check them out. They're 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 worth viewing. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, there. I'm sure I'm going to see them eventually. I just right now, I definitely, I barely have time to keep up on any of my TV shows or anything anymore, no. so but I'm going to graduate crazy. in December. We'll, we'll see what happens, well, then. And happens. then.
4: December. Yay. Oh my gosh. Another year. You you're good. Yeah,
2: well, another semester really, uh, you know, so you I, I'm basically it. because I doubled down on both audio and the live studio remote track, it was only three classes more to get a double. So I was like, you know what? Let me take those extra three classes. Uh, But it's been some of the hardest stuff I've worked on, especially, I mean, this semester, I've got a cinematography class, an audio for cinema class, and uh, a digital audio production that I have very big projects Especially Audio for Cinema, we're doing audio for the narrative class that is making a film, and I'm going to capture their sound for them and edit their sound together. Uh, But at the same time, I'm also working on a project in Audio for Cinema, where I'm working on some Foley work for a a bit of animation that our professor handed us. So I'm really getting to challenge myself with stuff that I have maybe dabbled in, but not to this degree, to this, this level. So I'm really... You know, I, you can't, they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but heck, I, I I turned forty in the process of this, and I'm still learning, and I'm keeping up with them people that that are like twenty and twenty one in there. So, well,
4: that's good though, because <laughs> honestly, it's great to have those those extra. Classes that extra mm-hmm. knowledge under your belt. It's never going to hurt you. It may hurt your right. bank. It may hurt your wallet, but <laughs> it's not gonna hurt you personally. And and go for it because you know what? You know, even though I finished college early, um, because I, I just it wasn't my scene. Um, I do miss it because I really enjoyed spending time with my professors and having it being like an open dialogue and learning. Yeah. And you learn from your other, you know, uh, peers as well. And I always loved having older individuals in my classes. It was always it was it provided this great dy- dynamic because I connect with older individuals more so than people my age, which is fine with me. Um, but it, it was so much fun because you get different perspectives and different opinions. And I just love that. I I'm totally open to hearing hearing out people and what they believe. And, and what they love and that type of thing. So good for you. And and I hope, I, I wish you all the best of luck and a ton of pixie dust to carry you to to where you want to go.
2: Well, thank you. Of course. And hopefully it's going to pay off and this is going to be your, my name will be up all over the place. And, oh, you know, that would be cool. That would be awesome. I will have, maybe, who knows, maybe when I'm 50, I'll have an XM satellite radio thing and I'll be making all, all kinds of money. You that'd never know. That
4: would be cool. That's my dream too, XM radio. Wouldn't that be cool? Well,
2: see? Give us 10 years. We'll do a show together. That'd be fine. <laughs>
4: oh, that would be awesome. Let's hold on to that dream. We, 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 we can make it happen. I know we can. Yeah.
2: A couple of Disney dorks on satellite radio.
4: Woo-hoo! That would be awesome. That, <laughs> uh, that's exactly what I think all the time. I'm like, yes, that's it's pretty obvious. That's where you got to go.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
4: Preserving all that history. So but right. so much for having me on your show. I appreciate it.
2: All right, and of course, like I said, we appreciate you being here, but we've we got to kick you off now so you can go do stuff.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so I can go back to the real world, but I'll, I'll be back to Neverland once more, hopefully soon. So oh, yeah. Thank you Especially so much.
2: Whenever I have good discussion topics, you know, when I, I always find, well, who's the right podcast host to come and talk about this with me? Because <laughs> I love having other podcasters in because I just have so much fun.
4: Oh, me too. It's it's like, it's a real great thrill. And yeah, absolutely. Whenever you want me back. And, and the, for those listening, Lost Boys and Pixies, uh, let me know what you think of the album. I hope I hope you enjoy it. It was uh, made out of a lot of love. a lot of, uh, lot of love went into that album so I hope you you can feel it and feel the, also the uh, great excitement I had and the joy of making it. <laughs> it. was it was very thrilling so
2: Thank you for listening to the Neverland podcast.
3: We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure.